social media we are surrounded with people who compare us consciously and subconsciously telling us to be someone that we are not that we need to believe a certain product by a certain page or love a certain way or even speak our minds but make sure that we are not too outspoken because that is socially unacceptable we all have had a phase in life where social media somewhere or the other affected us and to figure out ways to maintain a balance between both we have a very special guest today miss feba percy paul she is a doctoral scholar in clinical psychology and will be telling us and giving us a clearer picture of what social media anxiety is we have with us the very lovely miss feba percy paul thank you so much for being here you have no clue how many people you would be helping out with this elated i'm elated shraddha and i think uh, calling me lovely makes me smile so yeah thank you <laughs> that's that's a nice start <laughs> yeah all right so we're just going to dive into the first question so what are the signs that we can identify we're struggling we are struggling with social media anxiety uh i would like to first thank you and amanat foundation for bringing up something called social media anxiety when it is not even mentioned in the list of disorders clinically you know so what is rising about social media anxiety and why is it so important uh is something to start with you have questioned what is social media anxiety really right that's that's wonderful because we need to know what it looks like now why when we have to know what it looks like we need to meet people who have it so when you observe individuals who have um racing thoughts highly irritable and very alert you know there's a sense of alertness sudden startling behaviors uncontrollable overthinking like why didn't you like why didn't he like my picture why didn't she uh, share my post why she shared the other person's post difficulty in concentrating uh, you see problems with sleep they're not able to sleep properly you see they are not eating properly changes in appetite uh, there's fatigue this there's some unexplained tiredness dizziness you know you see people who say that uh, i'm feeling dizzy noxious you know after using the phone uh, or anything in the social media much that is restlessness there's a kind of dry mouth feeling cold feet cold hand sweating rapid heartbeat um you ask me and i can just start going on because they are individualized and there are combinations for each person differently and you meet somebody with some kind of combinations but the others may not have the other combinations but i want you to understand also who are going to listen to me today is that hey you know what um to be called anxiety it has to be all or most of the time that is the that is the important part the intensity and the frequency should be kept in mind it's not that you have it one day or two days and sometimes it's normal to have some kind of nervousness when you have to post something like you're posting a song or a dance of yourself that's not when i'm that's not what i'm talking about when you talk about social media anxiety it has to be all or most of the time that's the key point and it has to impair your functionality your routine has to be disrupted so there has to be a kind of disruption in a function or a person that you are i hope i answered you shraddha and i hope this is helpful absolutely yeah so is seeking validation from people while posting something on social media fine like and if it gets toxic how can we get rid of it 
Uh, I like this question because validation, right? Uh, so I have I had this friend who made these amazing, um, amazing cookies and cake, and you know she waited for all of us to actually respond to how it tasted. So uh, seeking validation, interesting because if I have to ask how am I doing today, Shraddha, in your uh, talk, or if I have to ask for an appreciation on a new dress. I think that times we go up to our mothers, we go up to our friends and say, how do I look? Do I look okay? You know, some kind of validation is a part and parcel of our life. But if you tell me that, uh, please like my picture and you're constantly sending out uh, your photographs to everyone saying, hey, like it, hey, like it, hey, like it, like it is very important. I know your like is very important, like it. It is moving towards a tangent that is of course unhealthy and it is going to be toxic because there is an external validation here am i right i think uh, yeah. that's thing where we all understand that we become like a person who wants a kind of high um, su- highly suggestible and people people's opinions matter but at the same time, I'm going to tell you contrary. People say that don't let your life choices be, uh, you know, dealt with or be ruled by others' opinions. Speak out. That is the other extreme. So I know that uh, there's a healthy kind of validation and appreciation that we should look forward for. Right. But there's the other side, which is unhealthy. And I've seen people moving from forcing people to like to now what Instagram has brought, hide the like count. You see, people have hidden. I have done that. The first date I ever knew of it, I did it. Because um, growing to do that, uh, one of the best part, because you are sharing yourself or your stories or looking for a community feeling, um, does not need to be based on how many, you know. So it's not a number. It's more of the quality and it's more of the connect. And um, I think one more thing I'll add here, that confident people don't seek validation is one of the research material, you know, out there. Confident people do not seek much of validation. Interesting, which means on the contrary, those who seek a lot of validation in an unhealthy manner should have something like a low self-esteem. That is what has to be the other, um, the contrary theory, right? So let's check on self-esteem. Let's check whether that is really a problem. Are you feeling low on your identity? That That is why you're seeking validation. That has to be questioned. So that is the toxic part, which I will tell you. And um, social media cannot be an extended part of your identity also. That is one thing. So you cannot go beyond what you think of yourself and connect it to now social media is going to rule what I am. The other way, you're giving the control switch to the other person, right? That's a little harmful part. Right. Yeah. Okay. Presentation online is not as good as it should be. We are taught from a very young age that we need to glow up to be attractive. And we're not good enough because it doesn't meet the social media standards. It's almost every group is a part of social media, be it a 13-year-old, be it a 14-year-old, be it an 18-year-old. And gets them. So what is the one advice you'll give them? You know, it's very surprising that uh, not even, no, it's, if, even if, I, if I even say 13 year old, even parents are managing children's profiles even younger. 
So I know that profiles are actually been uh, viewed and edited from a really young age that's going up to the ladder. So when I look at Instagram or beat any kind of social media having a restriction of 13 years of age I have a question mark in my mind so I went through the Instagram blog <laughs> true because even a 10 year old is on Instagram we don't know yeah. like they just like the wrong year of birth and they're on internet so absolutely absolutely true absolutely true in fact i doubt because of many um, many instances where they end up sharing finally that yeah this is what happened and you think oh but they are not supposed to be there uh, so what happened is i happened to go to the blog and check about some of the articles that instagram brings out and one of the articles is about continued continuing to make instagram safer for youngest minds is how much i remember or younger members of the community that's how much i remember but i know that it has a parent guide that is a guide points that i used for sharing it to parents like i shared to them that go and read the parent guide it is wonderful it talks about how instagram actually makes it safer for uh Uh, if if there's an adult speaking to a teenager they will be alerted immediately that this is an adult trying to speak to a younger child yeah exactly but even parents aren't aware about this yes none them actually go ahead and take a read but efforts are being put and if you read the points ahead you'll be surprised about how they highlight everything about safety security risk about how putting and posting photos can cause mental health issues because you know the fun thing is that they are tied up with uh, the child institute the child mind institute uh, and something called connect safely two two things two things that they are connected to so i'm talking from my memory because this question in particular has made me think a lot that when i meet anybody in the age group of 11 and upwards i know that they're developing their personality type Right. and when they start shaping it is in that shaping phase is when our society starts putting in lot of norms that this is how you have to look and we start imbibing it earlier we know that it is just a fancy role play or maybe just putting on mama ka dupatta and walking around <laughs> with those chappals around or maybe you know doing something yeah. fun we copy we just copying our moms and but uske baad what happens society starts putting out norms this is how you have to look this is how you have to do this is cool this is not and even different kinds of dress up start coming in true and that is overwhelming because overwhelming information can be a little dangerous that is why it is always suggested that 18 and above has been an age group where a child can enter in because when you suddenly see a new set of information a person holding a cultural construct i'm not saying that they are uh, phobic to that information it's just that you know when you see somebody dressing or cross dressing and you suddenly have a construct in your mind which is culturally placed uh, like an archetypal what we say psychologists is archetype that is what a com- collective uh, idea or a collective images in your mind right that's a simple way i can put it so a collective archetype might be that this is how a person should be but the moment you see an overwhelming information come to your mind your mind starts getting different kinds of triggers that are very overwhelming and you feel restless and what have i just seen what is that they're showing daily you know these questions start coming 
so this is one of the things that i have felt that when our society tells you this is how you have to look versus now things are changing there are people who have gone against makeup there are individuals who voice out that makeup does not make a person there are a different uh, class of people who say it's makeup that makes a person so mm-hmm. we have different kinds of information it's uh, unless a child's identity and personality hasn't shaped up when they start getting this it can become a little bit shaky and then you know what happens with the procedure when we know that we're already talking about social media anxiety so we know mm-hmm. that it takes a toll in the long run what is yeah. your take On what is your, no on the same thing about young children what do you think it i think it's just um yeah is there something that you have a put on this uh, shraddha like what is your take i think um see a lot of people especially like the age group of 11 12 even 10 they are very much attracted of uh, you know attracted to social media because especially instagram because they are very curious to know that what's happening and they would make all these fake accounts you know they will put um, wrong information and just get and make an account on social media and then they would do stuff which they shouldn't see because it can get toxic and even they aren't aware their parents don't know only that they are you know seeing all these things on internet which is somewhere or the other harming them so i think even you know even though instagram has done a great job providing all these blogs and you know making parents aware about it but still a lot of parents don't even know that their child is on instagram and he or she or they are actually viewing stuff which they should so i think right. so you suggest that parents need to be more aware right parents need to be a bit more there be there to not exactly. be like a person who is uh, pushing them down but educating them and making them understand right i think parents ability is very important like even if the ch- child is doing something wrong i think the parent shouldn't be scolding them you know because that mm-hmm. will make the whole thing even more worse i've seen that happen with a lot of people so i think just you know having a talk and making them understand is better than scolding agree i agree i absolutely agree because parents who are are talkable to like you're not a par- if parental neglect is there you see a lot of things that come out uh very evidently like parental neglect leads to a lot of things but when they uh when they're appreciative of who you are at the same time giving constructive criticism uh, mm. children start to take it well and they get educated of the consequences and in a very friendly manner and healthy manner right yeah. i agree with shraddha absolutely with you. um right. so the next question is something which i saw on the internet so someone said like someone just you know questioned um that do you remember who you were before the world told you who you should be yeah. and honestly i don't have an answer to this because i think social media has become a very huge part of my life and i can't even imagine a life without it and i think if i were not a part of social media i would have been a completely different person so like you know i would keep on deactivating my account you know like every other month i would just you know go off instagram because i feel that it gets toxic especially during the whole covid thing you know people mm. putting up stories that they lost their friends or their families so i i used to get really triggered so i just used to deactivate my instagram 
so you see there's the pattern like i want to be part of social media but i also don't want it to affect me and i guess half of the population on instagram does this so what can be done about it like what are your views my views are going to be very uh, you know my views are going to be a little bit uh, research based because i have been um, i've been working with adolescents often and when i hear them about social media i have one thing in one thing that i gathered is a little bit of data on what i understand one is that we all love social media but we all wish that we could have used it a little less yeah see that is something like that's the truth like we all love it okay but then deep inside you think you know i so wish matlab uh, nahi like i want to experience the real life scenario i want to be yeah. there and and it is surprising when you read a magazine and articles there was this one research that said that 150 times every day a person checks social media and that means uh, so when you calculate it's 150 times when they calculated the time is like 30% of their wake up, wake time which means how much of quality uh, of time is going away right exactly. now that that is one part of it so I was reading about um, a girl who went for a vacation out of work and decided that she's not going to use her phone and she's not going to use it that was a ardent fast rule but what happened is that the first 3 days she faced withdrawal now social media the term withdrawal is usually used for addiction right but the thing is that the symptoms was very similar one is that of something like a phantom uh you know the phantom vibrate sim- uh, syndrome that is when you think oh your phone is vibrating oh your phone is ringing it's like a phantom feeling like mujhe laga ki bada phone yeah but it's not actually true the other thing that they found out is that there's a fear of missing out yeah Uh-huh. Yeah, so, yeah uh, just just uh, forgive my background announcement i am again in uh, i'm just telling you yes so the whole point yeah. of podcast is to you know give an uncut version of it so it's fine <laughs> okay the two two things that i gathered one is that the fear of missing out this is one of the terms that was coined in 1996 by dr dan herman and he said it then but now when you look at social media now absolutely present is what am i missing out am i missing out something is one feeling the other thing is that when you look at social media you feel wow she's having so much fun oh they're going out oh she got a new dress the kind of envy you know yeah. and that is other sort of fear of missing out so the fomo the fomo culture came in which is now very uh, very prevalent but it yeah. is a is a term that came out in 1996 you see we used to learn it as a part of our college books in social psychology but the thing oh. is <laughs> the thing and the funny fact is now when i see it this more like it's part and parcel of our life also like there is this like i said one of the phantom ring syndrome where, where you always think that your phone is ringing or something is there's something are i thought there's something going to come i knew your message was going to come you know it's not that it's just that you're very alerted your brain yeah. is so alerted yeah and the thing with anxiety is this this is a tricky part 
anxiety comes from the same side of your brain which alerts you to fear and alerts you to something that is coming in close contact with you so it's the same kind of uh, you know release of the same neurochemicals so what happens you're alerted you're always alert 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 to the point that you feel so drained and then you think oh i wish i hadn't used it so much and on the contrary at the same time you also know that uh, you love social media <laughs> so yeah. you have to be there because that is keeping you connected now how will you make the balance is the art because balancing social media with life is an art and that is where we need to know that hey my screen time option in my phone is there for a reason right so the screen the screen time that is there how much screen time have i used so i'm not saying don't use social media i'm not an anti social media person but what i think is utilizing some of these resources like um what is the screen time do it will tell you how much you have used so when you know that you put a barrier that you have used so much of screen time okay that means i'm going to take one hour of a rest now keep it away first few days you're not going to be able to do it but on the fourth day you will be able to really do it where you will be thinking wow real life has so much to offer and this is exactly. something that i was missing out on actually rather than that so like step something, by step something yeah. like that even happened with me because like boards got cancelled and then my college won't start until august so i had so much of time and i don't have anything to do like absolutely nothing so i was literally on my phone 24 hours and there was this day when i checked my screen time it was around 14 hours and i got so scared because 14 hours is a lot so you know i was like i am just going to keep my phone away and that actually helped me it was very difficult for the first two days but then i actually felt nice i started painting i started making illustrations i just you know distracted my energy which i used to use on social media doing nothing to something constructive so i think and you know what happened now the brain got rewarded now your brain is told you know what the real life scenario is actually something that uh, looks more pleasing and going old school like when i don't know why but i say going old school that is when you take paper and books and pen and colors again rather than yeah. using <laughs> so when you go old school there is some joy in the old school you know Like exactly. it's like listening to the yeah. Granny Dean songs. It's the same thing. It's the same feeling. It's like you take up some old uh, vintage ideas and you do those things rather than the modern ideas or the cool ideas of going online always. So I say going old school is not bad at times. Go hunt for some stationery. Go uh, shopping for some records. Go get a book that is lying around. It's it's some some thrill in life. I don't know. Just sharing. Just like you. So yeah. <laughs> Yes. So uh, like especially especially during the lockdown I felt like I don't want to feel alone even for a second. Like I would literally scroll through all my apps even like apps which would I have weird apps on my phone like even apps which would tell me to drink water. So I would literally even scroll through that because I just didn't want to you know be alone with my thoughts. Like I was just scared to be alone with my thoughts. and i think a lot of people during lockdown went through the same thing so like yeah. why does this happen like why are we always just you know not avoiding our problems like avoiding our thoughts instead of thinking about them okay 
we cannot avoid i i don't know why but personally it's my conviction that we cannot forget or avoid or put our thoughts in a box and put it away because people say take it and throw it or forget it or let that thought go that is not possible our brain is made to remember to recollect to keep things in storage now my now my personal feeling is this if you have a thought in mind if you take a moment and think where is it coming from will do more good than just taking it and throwing it away like if you had a thought that i feel lonely yeah i feel like i'm not part of anything like why is this lockdown here and you just sit down and you contemplate and reflect on the fact that okay this has happened i'm going to write this down how can i now this is a main point yeah how can you reframe this thought hmm i think the time that i have got for myself can be used as a blessing to do something that i haven't done so far you're reframing you're telling your mind things that are going to change the course of your action next that is more helpful okay shada when you when you actually sit down and think oh i feel lonely the next thought will come yes you feel lonely and uh, you're good for nothing oh yes because you are in your lockdown and you have no hobby look at the others they're doing it so there will be a chain of automatic <laughs> negative thoughts which we call in psychology but as a lay person if if you have this thought that hey i'm feeling lonely you sit down and think what am i feeling lonely about actually is it relationships or is it uh, lonely that nobody is there to play with me uh maybe i can plan something where i go and meet up a person whom i have not maybe online and just speak to them uh i have not spoken to this person for long so pick it up and speak that hey you know i haven't spoken to you so i want to spend this time talking to you and at the same time um can we just watch a movie together maybe that will help so it's more like your action oriented rather than sit down and think on the thought and metacognition that we say thinking about thinking is going to create um a lot of things apart from if you are an artist it is going to create something beautiful but if you are somebody who uh is into overthinking negatives then there's going to be a lot of distortion so when you have a negative thought take a moment and do it now you told me about reminders right that drink water yeah. So if you have an eye watch people tell me that eye watches and recently I'm I'm also into it a little bit is about it tells you to breathe. It, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I've been doing that all my life but the thing is uh breathe for is a moment where you're like one minute you need to be just still and breathe. Focus that hey you're alive you know just acknowledging with gratitude that you exist. It's so true it's so true like have have you in the all run of life and work see i'm still at work so when i'm telling you and talking to you in this all rush uh, for me this is a kind of a breather also so you're breathing and you're grateful that hey you know what you actually exist yeah, so I- tell yourself that tell yourself that affirmations really make a difference affirmations affirmations yeah, are not big statements the small I, words yeah i like read about affirmations on pinterest one day and then i was like why like i was just not convinced that you know saying this would make any difference but then i actually started doing it and it's been like one year and i i still say affirmations every day and i think 
that has really changed so wonderful because i have heard that affirmations look like statements but when affirmations are done correctly it makes a lot and shada if you're telling me that you have succeeded in it kudos to you because you've done a good job right because commitment to a year is a lot commitment to a year is a lot surely nice very good so that's it affirmations are by the way what are affirmations to those who are listening to us ever is that hey it's small uh, mini statements not big one liners but mini statements like uh, you know fever you're great that's the way you know you're awesome or yes. you tell yourself that and you're not being proud you're just telling yourself that you're good you know and it's okay to say hey you're good you're awesome so that's it and yeah that, that is it yeah um so this brings us to the end of our second episode and i thank you i want to thank you ma'am for taking out your time and making our lives easier once again like this is the third or the fourth time that you know you have been here with us and it's so amazing talking to you i literally feel like i'm actually talking to a friend now <laughs> because i find like i i can see a really good connection and thank you so much right i i will thank all of you so when you said i remember shada you calling me a family now i think it's beautiful it makes a lot of sense to me <laughs> and i want i want uh, you to know that it is important that um to discuss these topics and when you when you pick up these topics i feel so happy because um like i want to end by saying this one thing okay when you use social media you just need to know why why you're using it the reason is it to escape or is it to be useful so the why behind or the reason behind is actually half way to your cure and uh, the other part is when you do something like this shraddha when you're speaking your mind when you're sharing your narrative when you put a manner foundation is doing this i just want everyone to know that uh, you you are actually capable of fighting your battles do not think you're small because your battles are big no you are actually big enough to fight your battles so fight it and uh, we all are there for you for doing that if you need help seek help always seek help hey okay? and i'm said. sorry for all the background uh, noises that has come into my candid session today it's what i hope <laughs> Yeah, I hope everyone gets a laugh through the announcements. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. So, bye. Bye. Take care. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, ma'am. You're welcome. Bye. Take care. Bye.